The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. We'll go to Miguel Delaney a moment. But Mark Lawrence and Croatia have just beaten Japan in a penalty shootout. Did they deserve to? Um, to be honest with you, Matt, I've just been travelling and just stopped the car and got out. So I, I <laughs> right. don't know is the honest answer. What well, then I'll ask think? Miguel. I'll ask Miguel what? if he saw it. Miguel, did they deserve to? Uh, I did it typically this World Cup and I'm, I'm going to the Brazil games and I sort of watched it in a media centre where you're half watching it. Uh, I did think from what I saw, they were. it's, it's kind of what we've seen this ter- from this tournament where Croatia are quite slow but canny. Uh, Japan, energetic. Uh, and maybe given the... I mean, it's, it's remarkable given they... They basically won their two hardest games of this tournament, but lost the two more forgiving ones. Uh, I, from what I saw, I probably favoured Japan, uh, but once again, at the penalties, they were uh, Croatia have a lot of experience there as well, having come through a few in twenty eighteen. And indeed, Mark, Japan missed three of the four penalties. Or will we put that yeah. down to good goalkeeping? Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean it's. There's, um, I understand what Miguel says. Certainly, I think I think I, I like the way that Japan go about it. Loads, loads of energy, Matt. Um, and technically much, much better now as well. They started to get the experience. I just feel when you play against Croatia, if, if you can boss their midfield three, which they are as good as any three in the competition, you have a really good chance of beating them. But listen, they go on, they've got experience, uh, and they know how to, how to close games down. They might not score many goals, but they're still a difficult opponent. OK, Mark, is excitement mounting for England because... They were pretty poor up until they scored their first goal against Senegal last night and then they cruised home 3-0. So are they maybe perhaps improving at the right time? Unfortunately, yes, Matt. Every person I've seen today keeps shouting at me, it's coming home, and I'm saying, I wish I was going home. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I think, I think first half, they've been like this a little bit in, in a couple of the first halves, where what they made sure they're doing, Matt, is, is they're not in a position to lose the game at half-time and obviously the pace and the power yesterday was was all the difference. It's like anything, it, they get a bit carried away when it's England, but, you know, they, they've got a chance to win in this competition, along with quite a few others, but they're, they're a difficult opponent at the moment, and, you know, they can change, they change the way they play, they can change the wide men, fresh people on, lots of pace about them as well, so as long as Kane's available, then yes, they've got a real chance. But, Miguel, they have to face Kylian Mbappe next weekend. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is probably the hardest task in this tournament at the moment, even more so than Messi, just because, I mean, well, Messi remains brilliant. He was at the game on Saturday. Uh, there's an element of, of Messi kind of working around his, um, well, the, the, the fact he's into his mid-30s now and he doesn't move the same way he used to. Whereas Mbappe is, I mean, it's not just about the ability, the vision and everything else. It's also that an athlete at the very peak of his physical powers. And from that perspective, it's frightening. I, mean, just, what, what, I was watching like, again, watching the game in, in a media centre before the England match last night. And there is, I mean, when you're watching Mbappe, there's almost that will to just see him be given 10 yards of space to scorch in. It's one of the most exhilarating sights in football right now. Not, not yeah. unlike Ronaldo, the, the original Ronaldo in his peak. Um, and the, the, one thing about, the one interesting thing about that game last night, actually, the England game, in that, I mean, once they got the goal, they were in complete control. It was a really commanding performance. But before then, uh, the Senegalese winger, uh, Ismail Assar, he kept getting at them down the left, creating a lot of space, creating a lot of difficulty for Kyle Walker. And that's going to be specifically the area that Kylian Mbappe plays in on Saturday. Yeah, Mbappe, Mark, it wasn't yeah. just the extraordinary explosive pace 
But when he put his foot through the ball, he thumps it, doesn't he? Yeah, with, with, with a minimum amount of, of back lift, Matt, as well. And um, I'm definitely with Miguel. I mean, the, the England will have to double up against him in, in that position and just basically try and stop him getting the ball. I think you can get at the French, though, although you know, they're probably saying the same thing about England, although they've improved defensively, certainly since the start of the competition. I just, I just think this will be an enthralling game. Um, wouldn't surprise me, Matt, if this is another penalty job. Well, it's one that I think we're all looking forward to. We'll talk about in more detail later in the week. But Miguel, Argentina, I mean, you could say it was only Australia, but are Argentina now getting a little bit into the groove that they are now? And we've got a really exciting potential game between themselves and the Netherlands next weekend. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually think, I've been to every Argentina game so far. I don't think they're that good. But they have this kind of dogged momentum and this conviction, uh, which they actually had in 2014 as well when they got to the final. And a lot of that game, right down to Australia having that late chance, reminded me of their last 16 game in, in Brazil in 2014 when, when Switzerland um, almost knocked them out and missed a chance late on. Di Maria scored a really late goal. And it, but just about that element of dogged and also Messi producing, because he did in that game against Switzerland. It was, it was his assist for Di Maria, which was Maradona-like. And so was so much of this game. In fact, this, although in this game, there was obviously Messi's goal, which was the touch was amazing for it. But <laughs> when Maradona died, I remember there was this compilation of, uh, footage from 1986 that came out. And there were so many moments when Maradona doing something incredible, an amazing run to draw a defense or four defenders, then leave a teammate in space, only for them to put it over the bar or something. And then Maradona, not getting angry, but encouraging them. That's what so much of Saturday reminded me of because there were, there were so many moments. I mean, there was the two chances for Lautaro Martinez in particular, where Messi put a, on an absolute play from there, you know, finished the job, and he couldn't. But he seems really in the mood. I mean, and it's one of the things that when you go to every Argentina game now, there's this kind of weight of history hanging over them. They're, they're both, both Messi and the team are fully aware of what this is all about. And while I think Holland are kind of a more polished team, almost better tactically, I think Argentina, more so than when they say play a team that's inferior to them, I think Argentina are going to be a nightmare to play for better teams because they dig in. And that defence still has a kind of a real abrasiveness about it, which we saw with so many challenges and headers. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Mark, of course, yeah. having talked about Messi, Neymar is back. He's playing for Brazil tonight against South Korea. I mean, it would be mm-hmm. an extraordinary upset if Brazil weren't to win this, wouldn't it? Oh, of, of enormous uh, portions, Matt, most, most, most definitely. I just hope it's not one of them where the rest of the team are playing alongside him and thinking, oh, he's back. Just, just give him the ball and let him get on with it because um, it, as, obviously he's been injured for a couple of games but he wasn't exactly brilliant in the first game so I'm with you I don't, I don't see the Brazilians getting beat um, but it'd be amazing to see what, what level of fitness that Neymar is and whether there's just been pressure from uh, the organisation that he has to play because you know what it's like with the South American countries but I, I fully expect them to win do you think that they really need to play him tonight, um, Miguel? Should they be really actually just risking him? Should they wait another few days? I, that would be my feeling now. I suppose the risk then in these situations is always, and if you, if you looked at it the other way, it would be, it'd be accused of maybe taking qualification for granted or all the rest of it. Uh, but I suppose it's better to wait until he's 100% fit. They might feel he actually needs match fitness now. I mean, he did, he did just roll his ankle in that sense, which tends to be a bit swelling. Um, but actually, just as regards kind of the game tonight, they did play Korea already this year, back in June, and beat them 5-1. Um, so, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's see. So I haven't really been impressed with Korea so far, and even they kind of got through the group in somewhat fortunate circumstances, given Portugal sort of stopped playing. 
we leave it there Miguel Delaney Chief Football Writer with The Independent and Mark Lawrence and thank you very much we'll talk again tomorrow The Last Word with Matt Cooper Weekdays from 4.30 Today